Hi, and welcome back to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian, a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We are returning from our summer hiatus to a cozier fall season, and we're returning in a, an autumnal way. So we're going to release our inner earth mother <laughs> by practicing autumn equinox rituals. You're like, what happened to Matt and Jillian? <laughs> they're, they're, they're starting witchy right away. That, that's, that, that's how we run things here at All Things Cozy. Yeah. But we'll also discuss ways to re-energize <laughs> and refresh oneself for the autumn season that maybe aren't so witchy poo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I was looking into the rituals there, one of the rituals um, suggested paying homage to the dark mother. I said, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to skip right past this and go to something a little bit more light. But we have a lot of fun rituals to go over. Yes. But before we dive into those, let's check in. It's been a while with what's making us feel cozy during quarantine. Jillian, have, I, I kind of just want to catch up really quickly with you. Like, what have you been up to during hiatus? Well, thank you to all of our listeners who've been patient. Um, you helped me get my pep back into my step. As I love to say, uh, I, I really needed that break. And it was great to just, you know, refresh. And I focused on doing a lot of things around the house. So I was telling Matt earlier that we got a new couch I'm so, so on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard buying things online. I will say that. Uh, we got a new side table. And so now we're in the process of getting a new bed and just trying to simplify the space because our bed and dresser is really clunky. And so then my cats, Reese's and Snickers, thank you to those who donated for the contest. I entered pretty late and I should have been more of a stage mom. They did not win but there's always next year. <laughs> so I'll start that campaign, trying to get them on the cat calendar for the Stray Cat Alliance. And also Snickers has been leaving little poop balls around. <laughs> I, I must say that. Got to mention the bad as well. So um, I don't know if all the changes and whatnot. So I've been, you know, doing things around the house, poop balls and... Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. You've been busy. You've been redecorating your apartment, not only with mm -hmm. furniture, but with poop balls. Yeah, poop fall for every new piece of furniture, I guess. <laughs> so one to one policy for me, no redecorating. Although actually, there are, there are pieces of furniture that desperately need it because even though I feel like no time has passed because all I do is stay inside anyway, <laughs> everything's breaking down around me. Like my chair broke. Uh, I need new bed sheets, so definitely need to refresh. So I'm glad we're we're focusing on a topic today that's all about refreshing ourselves for the fall. Meanwhile, I've also been binge watching some TV shows. This goes to my what's making me feel cozy. The one show I really did binge and I'm not a huge binger. I actually really like mm -hmm. spacing out my television watching. But I couldn't help myself with what we do in the shadows, the TV show. I'm late to the party. What we do in the shadows came out in like 2018 or 2019. It's been a while. Um, they're already on season two. But it was nice to catch up um, on mm -hmm. the two most recent seasons. And if you're unfamiliar, what we do in the shadows um, is a mockumentary following mm -hmm. four bumbling vampires and their familiar living in Staten Island. I love it already. <laughs> I like bumbling vampires. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're actually they're good at being vampires, but they don't really necessarily know how to interact with the modern world, all that kind of mm -hmm. funny stuff. But it's based on the movie of the same name, which came out in 2014, 
directed and written by Jermaine Clement, who you know is one half of Flight of the Concords, and Taika Waititi, who directed Jojo Rabbit. I think Jermaine Clement is actually the head writer of the TV show, at least for those first couple of seasons. They have the same sense of humor. Genuinely, I really prefer the TV show. And you don't see that very often, where the, the, the TV show based on a movie is better, in my opinion. I think it really works. And maybe it's the 20-minute bite-sized bits. You know, they're pretty brief episodes. But it's just super funny. It's, it's really good. If you're like me and you jump the gun on Halloween, this is a great way to dive into October, even though it's barely September. And <laughs> Never too early. Yeah, that's, that's my philosophy. Why is it cozy, though? I mean, it's a show about vampires and stuff. For me, it's the, it's the relationships. It's the genuine friendship of all the vampires is, like, really cute. But especially the relationship between one of the vampires, who's kind of like a Count Dracula type, like the warrior style, named Nandor, who's played by Kayvan Novak, um, and his familiar, Guillermo, is especially sweet. Like, Guillermo really wants to be um, a vampire so badly. He's been working for 10 years with his vampire <laughs> in hopes that he'll get turned into one himself. <laughs> and... Which which the vampires know they just don't do. They don't want to turn their familiars into vampires So because mm-hmm. they like having their servants. So it's like, it's that tension, but they really do love each other. And it's just like a really offbeat, funny show. I highly recommend it. It sounds really cute. It's been recommended to me a few times, so I'll have to check it out. How many seasons are there? Just two, so there's not a lot okay. to catch up on. And they're pretty short episodes. And what uh, platform is it on? I watched it on Hulu. I think it's on FX, the, um, the show when it airs, but uh, it's also on Hulu. I'm also curious as to how the setting of Staten Island plays into the, the show. Significantly. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to come over from the old country to take over America, but they never left Staten Island. <laughs> they're, they're not, That's yeah. a big draw for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. It sounds awesome. Jillian, what's making you feel cozy during quarantine? Well, I have a bedtime routine now, like a little baby, putting myself to sleep. We so, all need our soothing. Yeah, we really do. Because I also realized, you know, just all the the cleaning and work throughout the day. Because even though you're at home, you're supposed to feel relaxed. The quarantine has made me feel more like, I don't use the word, it's like a servant of sorts. But I just feel like I... Like I'm trudging around the house. I wake up, I work, I clean, I go to sleep. So I needed something that just soothed me at the end of the evening and it was like a little luxurious treat so i got this room spray it's also acts as a linen spray it's from pf candle co and it's called sun bloom and it's just this really light pretty scent so what i'll do is i'll just spray it over my bed sheets and in the room to just cleanse the air and then i have a little lip sleeping mask from laneige and it's twenty dollars and it's a very tiny a bottle, but it lasts for a really long time. I've had it since December. And it's just a nice little thing for, for your lips, a little luxurious treat. <laughs> and then I have Coudelet hand and nail cream, ooh la which la. is really, ooh la la, which is really important because if you're washing your hands all the time, you're going to need some hand cream. That's super important. So it's just something nice. You know, after I spray my sun bloom around, I put my lip mask on, I put my hand cream on, I just settle into bed and it's a nice thing. So you have to treat your, ourselves and, you know, you got to do what you got to do in the small thing. So that's what's making me feel cozy. And I make sure to do it every night because with routines, you can go hard in them for a while, which I do. And then I just completely fall off the wagon. So I consciously say to myself, I got to do it every night just to give a little extra pep in my sleep step. 
That sounds really lovely. I, I, I totally agree. I think bedtime rituals are among the most important, especially if they kind of obviously are there to decompress, but also remove any kind of distraction or like device and into kind of more of like a physically present moment. I've been reading before bed and that's always been a ritual, but it kind of ebbs and flows, but I've been really intentional about reinstating it for the last month or so because Mm -hmm. I just fall asleep so much more easily, like reading a couple of chapters and then I fall right asleep versus like staying up on Reddit, reading about serial killers, like going to stay up all night if Mm -hmm. I do that. Yeah, no, I I've been doing the same and the Los Angeles public library has had an awesome job of you know, making it easy to check out books where you just call it in advance and they'll set up a time for you. And so I took out a few books and I also think it's important during this quarantine, what I've realized, if you're not into a book, you don't got to finish it. (laughs) You don't got to. That is, that is really an important thing that I've realized. I was slugging through this one book and I wanted to like it very badly. And I said to myself, you know what? Not taking this on as June Diane Raphael would say, not not, not taking it on. And, um, I think that's okay too, but, uh, this one book I want to recommend real quickly before we move on, uh, Kevin Wilson, I believe it's called nothing to see here. And I had such a fun time reading it and it was a really easy, breezy, fun book. That's a little recommendation from me. I've been reading Dune, which they're making into a movie. I, I mean, it already has been made into a couple of movies, but they're making a new one with Timothee Chalamet. I know it's like oh Timothy Chalamet. Gosh. He's too much. It's a really great science fiction book, and I'm realizing how much Star Wars stole from it. Anyway, I digress. Dune has been interesting. And it's actually kind of the things where you look at it and it's gigantic, like how it seems like it'll be a slog, but mm-hmm. um, I'm tearing through it. Yeah, it's nice when you find that book that you're just catapulting through. It's just so, so much you love it, and that's it's such a good feeling. So if you can you know, enjoy a really good book with your room spray and your lip mask and your hand cream, you're all good to go. Well, speaking of rituals, let's dive into our main topic, which is the autumn equinox and self-care for fall. So Jillian, orient us. What is the autumn equinox? Autumn equinox, which falls in late September, marks a transition from summer into fall. In 2020, autumn equinox, also known as harvest moon, happens on September 22nd. Technically speaking, an equinox is when the Earth's axis is tilted neither toward nor away from the sun, resulting in a nearly equal amount of daylight and darkness at all latitudes, per the National Weather Service. This makes sense as equinox translates to equal night in Latin. So that is a rundown of what autumn equinox is. And so this is perfect timing for our show because it'll debut on September 13th and then just a week or so later you can celebrate on Equinox. Yeah, with some of the rituals we'll go through and, and practice ourselves a little early. There's clearly a theme of balance, right? Because the daylight and darkness is kind of becoming equal. What's the significance of the Autumn Equinox and, and why would you say it's cozy? Well, not only is Autumn Equinox a chance to start fresh with the change of a season, but it also presents the opportunity to reflect on and express gratitude for your harvest. So What are you thankful for and how will it carry you through the winter and shorter days to come? And outside of harvesting, whether you take that in a literal sense or spiritually, Autumn Equinox provides the celebrators the chance to reconnect with nature and the earth. It's a time to restabilize, center, and find the solid ground you might have lost over the summer. So while Matt, (laughs) 
you and I won't be out on the fields harvesting anything. Sadly. <laughs> we can, sadly, that'd be quite the scene. Um, we can do this from an emotional sense, but also there's celebrations all across the world. So in many Asian countries, they have the mid autumn festival this year. It's going to be on October 1st where people enjoy the full moon, enjoy meals together and decorate with lanterns. And then pagans refer to it as and note here that I researched how to pronounce this. And there's all these different variations, either Mabon or Mabon. Um, it's funny. I was on YouTube and I was trying to see how to pronounce it. And one person or the video pronounced it Mabon. And then like Wicca 555 commented, that's wrong. It's Mabon. So <laughs> I don't know, but that is one celebration that lasts for a week. And in mythology, Greek mythology, Autumn Equinox is linked to Persephone's return to Hades. So no matter how you celebrate, Autumn Equinox is cozy across the board as it incorporates an abundance of comforting themes to harvest, fall, fresh starts, and reconnecting with nature. With that in mind, let's take a look at some rituals you can try to mark this special occasion. Yeah, so there are a lot of rituals that are tied to, I want to say Mabon because that sounds better. Mabon sounds like... I know. Yeah, I saw, I, I thought it was Mabon and I was really set on that. And then I was doing more research and then super were saying Mabon. So you know what? I, I agree with you. Mabon sounds better. And also a side note on that, um, Mabon in Celtic ritual is the son of Earth Mother named Madrone, but then people were saying that there's no evidence to suggest that's true as well. So there's some like mixed history on that. And a lot of people believe that um, Mabon was created and celebrated in the 50s and 60s. It originated sometime in that time frame by pagans. So, you know, it's it's a mixed bag with the history, but uh, no matter what, it's a cozy celebration. Julian, you tried a couple of different rituals to get into the Maybon spirit. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, can you walk us through uh, one of those? You, you said you tried a Maybon altar. What was that like? Well, it was funny because all week in the back of my head, I was like, gotta make my altar, gotta make my <laughs> altar. <laughs> so it's a funny thing to have on your to-do list, make an altar. Uh, so an altar sounds super serious, but in reality, I think it's just like a fun craft to do it's, it's just a comfy yeah. place you can sacrifice virgins on. That's all it is. Yeah, you know me. Any chance I get to sacrifice some virgins, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm, um, I'm kidding, of course. It's, I think it's, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no, but I mean, but, well. <laughs> oh, it's not, not like that? There's different ways to get to, Well, there's some different ways to do your, your, your altars. I did, I guess you could say, the PG kid-friendly version where it's just a tribute to autumn. So I went to Lassen's in LA. That's like a organic food store and they sell a lot of incense and special candles, you know, and all that stuff. So I bought some apples, some incense. Actually, I'm not a big incense fan. This sells really good. Um, it's a Sierra cedar and it's grounding and stabilizing and strengthening, which is perfect for the themes of autumn equinox so I, I was like oh perfect got that i got a golden candle because that is one of the colors of fall so if you're getting a candle get one that matches the season and then i got some fresh flowers some sunflowers and purple asters so you're supposed to get flowers that also represent the season and i did not know that sunflowers were one of those so that's just a little surprise and then i set up my altar and i <laughs> did it in a way that was very zany. I lit the I lit, I lit the candles first, which was just like, what was I thinking? Because then I was 
placing flowers around the fire <laughs> and I was basically begging to set my house on fire. Learn from and, Jillian, uh, <laughs> put everything else down first before you light the candles. Yeah. And so I got some, the, I put the apples in front of uh, my autumn equinox candle, which I'll review later because this is separate from the golden candle. And so it's this black candle that's supposed to specifically represent autumn equinox. That was my center. Put the two apples in front and apples are supposed to represent life and immortality, healing and renewal. So that's all good stuff. Then I put my golden honey candle to the right back, which gives my set up some balance. And then I put my flowers and uh, all around, so it looked really pretty. And then my final touch was adding my autumn leaves twinkle lights, which I'll talk about later. And I'm actually very excited to share the picture because it's very, very beautiful. But I really didn't do anything. You know, I didn't sacrifice anything. I wasn't bowing down, <laughs> praying or whatever to, to dark mother or what have you. <laughs> and I got a little nervous because I was reading one thing that said, oh, you know, cast the circle. And I was like, okay, I'll cast the circle, not knowing what it was. And, and then it's like, we got to close the circle. I'm like, wait, what is this circle? And apparently when you cast a circle, you're letting, you know, um, spirits in which I'm, 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 that's, that's great with me. I'm happy to have the spirits. That's fine. But I don't know how to properly close the circle. So I, I was like, I don't know if I want to invite people in, not know how to get them out. There's, so, there's a spirit party at Jillian's. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to skip that step. So you can cast some circles and whatnot. So basically then, you, you sent the spirits an invitation that kind of said like 9 PM to question mark. Yeah. So I didn't want to dabble in that. So I just kind of appreciate the scene. But if you're making one, you can just think about what you're grateful for, what you want to harvest in the future. And um, I, I thought it was really fun and beautiful. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't take it the step forward, the next step. There's also a step that you could self-banishing soap or evil banishing soap or something like that. So you can really elevate it. <laughs> there's there's levels. <laughs> However witchy you want to make it, it's up to you 100%. Yeah, that's it's beautiful. But it, it sounds like you can just basically make it a, a nice autumnal display um, in your yeah. home. Where in your apartment is the um, altar? It was on this, my the top of my bookcase. It has a white, so I got a plain white backdrop for the photo. So it was more just like, whoa, look good on Instagram. Um, but it also, I had enough space. And uh, Snickers was really into the flowers and so... <laughs> She did try and jump up into the display and lots of things got knocked over and we had to banish her to the bedroom. <laughs> but that would have would have been quite the cherry on top, lighting on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so do this when your pets are not in the room. But I was like, wow, so it's really a beautiful tribute to fall. So I think just from a visual perspective, I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I, I was thinking about it. It's like I never really celebrate fall we're so hepped up on halloween that we forget oh yeah a new season happens like let's put out maybe some fall wreaths or you know do whatever um and so this was a reminder to me hey let's stop for a second and celebrate the season yeah especially in la it's easy to let that season go by because there's not too many ways that it is in your face here so it's good to kind of take a moment and appreciate it for sure so a ritual I try tied to the autumn equinox is Maybon balance meditation. Hmm. And it comes with a prayer. I'll read the prayer and then I'll say what I did, which was a little bit more than that. So mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is you have two candles, a black candle and a white candle. You light both of them as part of this meditation 
it's all about balance and bringing balance to your life um, as the seasons change and as the the day and night become balanced themselves. So once you set the mood with those um, candles, and obviously if you have an altar, that's the best place to do it in front of. But this text says to say, um, after you light your both candles, a balance of night and day, a balance of light and dark. Tonight I seek balance in my life as it is found in the universe. A black candle for darkness and pain and things I can eliminate from my life. A white candle for the light and for joy and for all the abundance I wish to bring forth. At Maybon, the time of the equinox, there is harmony and balance in the universe, and so there shall be in my life. Which, actually saying, nice. that, saying that out loud, like, not in a quick way like I just did, but in, like, a more intentional way, actually kind of felt, like, meditative. Um, yeah. In, in the directions that follow where I had read, it just sort of, like, asks you to think about, you know, your life and uh, the balance there are impossible imbalances in a way you can restore balance. That's a bit too loosey goosey for me. I need guided meditation to really, because otherwise my brain will go all sorts of different directions. Yeah, I get that. That direction sounds more like a writing exercise to me. But the actual meditation piece, I went on good old YouTube and found somebody who did one. I can share the link in our group. This person, um, after four minutes of prelude <laughs> of like, you know, um, getting ready does dive into the meditation. I think she does actually quite a good job. And the the crux of it is you are asked to visualize your life as a scale, like a golden scale. Oh, that's where, interesting. Where one half is your inner emotional self, like your closest personal relationships, that like kind of true core. And the other half of the scale is your outer self or what you show the world, your work, any kind of obligations you have, those external worries and things. And then you visualize each each of those halves and then you think about them on a scale and visualize which half of the scale you feel like is heavier. Do you just kind of sit there for a minute and just think about like, do you feel like you have balance in your life? To me, that was a really valuable exercise, that reflection piece. And then you visualize restoring that balance. And and that that's kind of where the, the meditation leaves you. Did you come to any realizations after doing that? I came to an interesting realization around because these guided meditations are very visual, right? All this scale stuff is after you've already sent your roots from your feet to a glowing crystal deep in the earth. <laughs> and then you wrap your roots around that and then it shoots up a white light into your body. And then that white beams a light out of your forehead into space and you pull down universal energy. Yeah. So after you've done all that <laughs> visually being asked to visualize your inner self, I actually thought was a really interesting exercise because I got a little lost. I was like, what does my inner self really look like? Like, what do I identify as the core me? For me, I had, I had some t- a tough time because I feel like I'm so preoccupied with the um, external stuff. And so that's kind of given me some th- something to think about in terms of like really defining like, what do I want? And to kind of restore some of the balance so that not everything I do is about work or about the things I have to do. Yeah, I like the idea of visualizing a, a scale like that and also the black and white candles and all that. The themes of the visual themes of balance are really interesting and something that we don't meditate on enough, I think. Well, it seems that concept. It felt to me really important in this current setting where speaking personally, like I'm working at home and and so are you, right? A lot of people are working mm-hmm. at home. And there's an easy way that your home becomes a workplace like 24-7 if you don't make some intentional choices around balancing 
your yep. personal life and your work life and setting boundaries. And so this exercise to me was a reminder to do that more intentionally and not let work take over my personal life. Cause it's so easy to do because it does feel at a certain point, especially when you're passionate about your work, like you're all, you can always be working. You're always in your office. Um, but that's not healthy. So something I think is valuable about this exercise is really thinking about in this current quarantine mm-hmm. situation where you may be tempted to constantly be on your email or checking Slack or going on zoom to remind yourself that you need to make time for yourself and that those personal relationships you have in your life also need time. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like you said, especially with work, because I, th- I think there's less boundaries now that everyone's working from home. Uh, I think you're always on cause you're not out anywhere. So <laughs> you must be available to yeah. work. So I think that's awesome. And I like how you kind of took an extension of the, the, the prayer saying and found that video on YouTube. I'm excited to see it myself. And then Jillian, you also tried a different ritual, which is called the goals and gratitude ritual. Walk us through that. Yeah. So this is from Sarah Grace Powers and she adapted it from Michael Caine. So you have to have a notebook for this and also a candle. The and actor, I, Michael Caine? Michael, I don't know who's Mike, who's Michael Caine? <laughs> Alfred from Batman, the Christopher Nolan Michael Caine, Master Bruce. <laughs> okay, I, now I okay now I know he is not that Michael Caine. He's a, this guy's a life counselor. <laughs> He's a handsome man himself. So um, yeah, Michael Caine. I all these little different life coaches. So Sarah adapted this ritual from Michael Caine, and so you have to have a notebook and a candle. Anything else that you think would make your environment cleansing or cozy. And then you have to take a few deep cleansing breaths. And then you have to answer a series of questions. So the first one is what new things have happened in the last year that you are happy with and want to keep in your life. And the second question is what is currently present in your life that you're fairly happy with, but wish you could work on or have it flow more abundantly. Number three, what have you been working on that has not yet manifested and shown up for you? And number four, what is not in your life that you would like to be, but that you have not yet begun to actively work on? So it's very reflective. And I think that's one of the biggest themes of Autumn Equinox is just to see what path you want to go on you know, in the future, which is interesting because it's the close of a year. So it's like an interesting time to start new things when things are also winding down, but I think it's also a good time for renewal as well because yeah, it's a new year, so it's a it's a weird timing thing, but uh, it's just important to reflect on those things. I don't think about that a lot. So once you answer these questions, you get a new fresh piece of paper, and then you list the items from two number question number two, three, and four in order of priorities for you and importance. So that helps you kind of take stock of what you want for the future and how you should approach it. What should I do first? What should I work on? What's most important to me? The last step is to take a few deep cleansing breaths once again. And then you have to do kind of like what you did, Matt. It was like a little prayer and saying, I am grateful for a blank. I lovingly ask that blank flow more abundantly into my life. I accept blank enter my life. So you have all these sayings and you have to say that out loud. And it's just, yeah, it's another meditation. But I guess this one's a little bit more specific than the one you did, Matt. 
So I wrote down, you know, things on my list and it was kind of, I think number four was the most eye-opening because that's, I think that's the most inner one, the most like, yeah, the most deepest question because I want the courage to be, bring blank into my life. And so something that you maybe are a little hesitant to do or try, and hopefully that will manifest in the new year. So that's a little bit of a rundown on that ritual. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice way just to reflect. And I think as we learned from our science of happiness exploration around the actual benefits of gratitude and how much that really makes us happier, that sounds like it fits right into that kind of practice. Were there any major revelations you had in that kind of reflection and and gratitude ritual? Uh, Yeah, well, it's nice to reflect on first the first question, like what was making you really happy in your life this past year? And that was nice to reflect on because I made some some changes at, well, I changed my my job in December. So it was nice to see that I was, I was happy. I've been happy with that change. And then the last one, I like, what do you want the courage to bring into the, for this year? And that's just working on more creative projects, like personal creative stuff, because that was such a big thing of my life. And I kind of lost that. So it's nice to have, see that written out. I like that this one's not just thinking about what you want to manifest, but writing it down and seeing it on paper is a lot more affirming, I think. So yeah. Yeah. And and if you're the kind of person who thinks through writing, I think that can be actually really helpful. That's why I kind of felt like even with the balance meditation I did, parts of that felt like they'd be more effective as a writing exercise Mm -hmm. because some of the things that you may have trouble visualizing, you can kind of get to through writing it down. Yeah, definitely. So get a fresh notebook, try out that ritual, and yeah, see what see what comes out of it. Another ritual I tried is called earthing, which mm. I don't know to what extent this is really an autumn equinox <laughs> ritual or if it's just sort of a, a thing that witches like to do, but the, <laughs> the concept of earthing... Um, Look, earthing is another way of saying laying down on the ground. That, that's really yeah, it. Yeah, I was very curious. I was wondering, were you digging through holes? Like, I was trying to imagine what earthing would look like for you. <laughs> no, it's just laying down. Okay. Which is why I naturally gravitated toward it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the only difference is it's this idea of laying down outside, like, and really connecting to the, the earth itself. I see. And... <laughs> The goal is to feel connected to your physical environment and then achieve that sort of state of being present. But, and I've been actually, I've been earthing a lot, Jillian. uh, (laughs) In your apartment or like in the... the, the... (laughs) All over town. You can find me earthing in Hollywood. You can find me earthing in Beverly Hills. I'm earthing in Griffith Park. I've earthed on top of the observatory. It's funny, imagining you planting yourself, like little mats planted all over. I'm launching an Earth Around the Earth fundraiser. I don't know. Anyway, so I've been doing this in a way that, like, my husband and I have been going to parks to escape our apartment and, like, get fresh air in a way that feels safe. I just, like, laying down on the ground, but not the actual... Here's, here's where my earthing is different. I can't just lay on the park grass. I, I live in a city... And dirty. I, yeah, I can't, I can't remove the knowledge that a dog has peed and pooped everywhere. You have little poop balls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I have my blanket, my, my picnic blanket on top of the grass, which is, I think, yes, it's separating me from the earth. 
I think some people may say that's not proper earthing procedure. I say, I don't want to lay on the pee-pee-poo-poo earth. Yeah. I want to be on my blanket. All right. It's, yeah, but the, but this the, will connect. But it is just nice laying outside and feeling, you know, just present in that moment, relaxed. And honestly, I just picked it as a reminder for myself and for everyone just to get out and still experience nature. You know, take it slow, go take out a blanket and lay on the ground and, and relax. I don't think it's necessarily this sort of great Wow, what an amazing ritual! Because I think we've all we've all had practice with laying on the ground. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, there's never not a reason to lay down, as far as I'm concerned, and yeah. uh, it, it it sure beats standing. I will say that. Yeah, just to get some fresh air. I mean, that's a excuse enough. But <laughs> I like the idea of you earthing around around town. <laughs> Watch it! I'm earthing here. <laughs> we one final ritual we tried that's kind of related to the autumn equinox is this dream pillow concept which is where you put like herbs um that are meant to soothe especially like you know lavender's brought up a lot to create like a great dreaming situation at night and to also just kind of like you know encourage you to drift off to a pleasant sleep yeah, and we we admitted to ourselves that we didn't have all the right spices and herbs because there's a, all these different formulas or ingredients that you can use for your dream pillow. And we just did not have the bandwidth to do that. Or the time the- to order it ahead. So what I did was I took some herbal tea, some tea leaves, and the, uh, there's a lot of herbs in there. Like there was mm-hmm. lavender in the tea, so that at least got that. Um and you just like scoop up the dried herbs and you put it in a satchel and you put that in your pillowcase, under, like underneath your pillow. But it, I was like at the mercy of what I had available. I think it worked okay. Unfortunately, I don't live in the practical magic house and I don't have like a a conservatory I can just like walk into and grab a bunch <laughs> of <laughs> herbs. Yeah. But um, Jillian, how did you how did you solve your um, herb issue? I did the same thing. I just used tea bags and also this. I, there's these things that you put in your your laundry. They're I, they can last for years. Dryer like sheets. Bags. Yeah, I put some dryer sheets in my pillows. Uh, they're these little bags, kind of like you said, like a satchel, and they have all these different herbs and and things in it. And mine had been sitting out in my clothes drawer for a while, so I don't know how effective it was. Jillian's dream pillow has uh, Tide Pods in it. Yeah. So I mean, I I always have. I dream every night, but I didn't have any nightmares that i can recall so maybe it did work i dream every night too i i'm a prolific dreamer um not to brag uh but yeah the nights i use the dream pillow were no exception so i did have those dreams but again i always do anyway so i don't really i can't attribute that to the the herbs and underneath my pillow and i did have negative dreams as well as positive ones i usually have i have a mix typically Mm -hmm. um so these do not have dream catching properties um just to warn you and I would say the only real connection I made between like the dream pillow and like the dreams was there was one dream I had that incorporated tea. And I feel like that was a result of the scent. I think so too. But that was the only connection I could make that really felt significant. I also feel like for me, the the scent was kind of slight and I probably should have put more herbs in there. So it was stronger because I really had to like <laughs> shove my face in the pillow to, to smell it. So <laughs> I, you know, in a normal sleep cycle where I'm just like, you know, my head's my fe- head's facing up, I really didn't smell it that much. 
I'm sure if we did it right and ordered something like, you know, dream pillow satchel or whatever, we could maybe, maybe we'd have a different experience, but I just like the concept of a dream pillow. That sounds so lovely, but, um, I think we would need, you know, the actual stuff to fully try it out, but we, we did our best. You already have your sunbloom spray. So that's practically oh, a yeah. dream pillow in itself. Yeah. Spray and spray my room with the sun in the bloom. <laughs> So although refreshing, those autumn equinox rituals can require a lot of emotional energy. To regroup, we have some self-care ideas aligned to fall for you. Jillian, what were some self-care practices you tried out? So I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I got these twinkle light fall leaves and they're so pretty and I can't wait to hang them up. I think I'm going to hang them up over my blinds or on the outdoor patio and see see which works better, but they're so beautiful and just pleasant and make the room feel really cozy because I use them for my altar. And uh, I'm going to buy a few more just to really do it up because like I said earlier, I decorate for Halloween, but I really decorate for the season of fall. So that was something I wanted to do, just make my home feel a little cozier fall themed. So my next thing I did was clean out and organize my closet. And I bought new hangers for the occasion. They're these black wooden hangers because I hate looking in my closet and seeing these just all these different hangers from dry cleaners or white plastic ones, blue plastic ones. And it just looks like a mess. And I just wanted to open my closet and just see everything look the the same and no wire hangers. I, yeah, no wire hangers. And I have, have a lot of those actually. Uh, So I got rid of those and I got all new hangers And I got rid of some clothes as well. We reorganized all of the stuff we had on the shelves because we had some pictures and I put the pictures in boxes and then I reorganized my Christmas box. So it was kind of nice also just to see some um, old decorations and getting excited for what's to come with Christmas and what have you. So it was nice to do that and organized everything. It took all day long yesterday. So from 11 a.m. to probably six at night, just going through this entire closet, but it feels so good. And I, you know, I think we always assume that spring is the time for cleaning and renewal. But when you think about it, you're hunkering down for the winter. And so you want your house to feel as inviting as possible. So why not do that now? And my last thing was I made a harvest vegetable bake from the Spruits Eats. That's the website. And I just wanted to incorporate all the fall vegetables and do something that was healthy, but also cozy. So this included uh, one rutabaga, six carrots, celery, which I swapped out for cauliflower because I hate celery, and some potatoes. And you mix it up with butter and flour and cheese and milk. And then you bake that and you sprinkle some fresh breadcrumbs over it. And it's a delicious little fall treat. So those are my three things. That sounds wonderful. I love a casserole. So... Always yeah. down. Always down. So I, I recommend just, you know, organizing something, whether it's your bathroom cabinet or closet. Just it feels good to have that. Just look into a space that's so cluttered and it's not anymore. It's like magic. It just does such wonders for your soul, at least for me. Yeah. My husband cleaned out the medicine cabinet and it's night and day. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, It's so nice. It's like... I am, not, I am not a smoker, but I imagine if I was taking a drag of a cigarette or something, that's what it would feel like. It just, it's just so, it's just like, oh, I mean, it's my Virgo talking, but it's just so nice that you see things organized 
Yeah, and I totally agree too that decorating for fall is a, a nice idea. I jumped to Halloween again so fast. I put up my Halloween decorations on September 15th. So mm-hmm. for me, all of fall is Halloween. That's just the way I like to roll. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really second the using of lights because we think of that as like a, a, a Christmas thing. But I've really warmed up to orange lights around uh, during fall it just brings an extra level of warmth and helps mark the season. If you have space for it or there's some a good idea you have, I would try out some some fall lights or some Halloween lights. Yeah, they're so pretty. For me, in terms of like restarting some things for the fall in a in a fresh way. Well, one thing is that my husband's been doing a lot actually. That's that's been amazing. And the one of them has been he's been baking with rhubarb, which we both mm. love. It's so I mean, it's a really tart vegetable. But that is a spring, uh, early summer vegetable. It's time to transition to apple and pumpkin. So I would say, like, as you're thinking about moving into the fall season, really transitioning to those apple and pumpkin recipes. And the great thing about it is that as the, the weather's getting cooler, we no longer have to worry about getting our kitchen all hot in the summer. So that's, that's a nice silver lining. Oh, there. yeah, that is nice. I think the big thing for me, and this is something that I'm really trying to turn over a new leaf on, is creating an exercise routine that's better suited for fall and winter um, Mm -hmm. instead of stopping exercise altogether. Because this is especially important if you live on the East Coast or the Midwest where you get snow or an ice. Maybe you're a runner and you're used to going outside and and running uh, once every other day or something like that. You might not in the winter because you don't want to fall or like it's just not, it's so physically uncomfortable you stop exercising. What I'd recommend is really thinking about ways to modify your routine, whether that's like doing indoor exercises like yoga, Pilates or whatever, or like anything, anything you can do inside to a YouTube video, some like jumping jacks. Um, That's one way to go. Or you could just slow down and just do walks. Um, That's like my plan for the the cooler months is to just keep, because I've been running, but I do know that once it gets really cold, I tend to stop running altogether. And even in LA, it does get quite cool in like January, February. Mm -hmm. So I would, I'm going to walk instead. So just like, think about like, how can I just slow it down, continue my exercise routines? Also, I did fall running <laughs> a week fall ago. Fall running? Yeah. So like I was, I was. Oh, I thought you meant like fall running, like a season. I was like, what, what's that? No, fall, <laughs> fall, fall in the sense that I fell down. Uh- <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry to hear that. And so I have been slowing down to walk more. Like, I mean, I'm still a little sore from it. Cause like I've fallen. Really? Like, what, what happened? Well, it's, it, it's as simple as like, you know, unlevel sidewalks aren't level. My shoe got hooked on a piece of pavement and I flew. Yep. And, oh, um, Matt. now I'm kind of like traumatized. I'm like, I'm going to walk from now on until I'm ready to get back into running. Cause it really, really hurt. And it, I, I feel like that's my age too, where it's like, I know people who are older listening to this are like, like be quiet. Like you're, you know, you don't, you don't know what real <laughs> random body pain is until you reach X age. But it was like a marked difference than in the past when I had fallen. And it's like mm-hmm. the biggest blow was to my ego. And yes, it is humiliating to fall while you're running. There's just something so like embarrassing about it. The really the worst pain was to my ribs <laughs> because the way I fell, I like, I elbowed myself in the ribs. Oh, geez. And I, yeah. I run with my phone in my hand because I track my miles that way. And so the screen shattered. Oh, <laughs> luckily, no. luckily, I had a case on that. So, like, I just took off the, the fake glass. So that's a good argument for the protective glass. 
so my screen's fine. Don't worry, listeners. Um, but the but yeah, so I elbowed myself in the ribs. I'm still very sore. I think I bruised them. Skinned my knees like a, a child. Mostly, I think I broke my fall with my hand, which is still sore. But like, yeah, how's your hand? It's it's better. It's, the ribs are the things that are annoying because it hurts every time I breathe. <laughs> oh God, maybe yeah, you probably bruised your ribs yeah you think yeah you it's just you it, yeah i hope you didn't break anything i don't think i broke them um I, I think it's just sore but i yeah so slow down you know you don't want to do what i did um and fall <laughs> especially when there's ice so creating an exercise routine um where you can just do some walking but still stay active that's my advice i think those are all really great tips especially you know walking in a city now can be hazardous uh, for not only because of the curves, because people aren't wearing their masks and whatnot. So um, I actually bought an exercise bike. And so I, I do that in the morning and it's, it's really quiet. It doesn't make any noise. It's not one of those like intense Pelotons where people are screaming at you or talking mm-hmm. to you. It's just like a pretty basic bike. And so I do that in the morning and then I do uh, restorative yoga, which I think you might really like because it's just stretching. It's there's no standing poses. And I, I was really, really hard on myself. Like, why am I not doing an hour of strict yoga? But it's like the same thing with the books. If I don't want to do it, guess what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to do what feels good. And so I recommend that for you, restorative yoga. And just yeah, I'll try it out. Maybe, maybe to help my ribs. I think it might. All right. Well, that concludes our run through of autumnal equinox rituals, as well as some, some ways to jumpstart your fall into a productive place. Mm-hmm. Now let's check in with some cozy jams it's been a while it has so let's check in with our soothing sounds jillian what song is making you feel cozy this week my pick is from kate bollinger feel like doing nothing which is very appropriate for this quarantine time it was released on august 21st from the album a word becomes a sound and kate's from charlottesville and I think this sums it up quite well. Fader called it a quiet ode to procrastination. So um, there's really nothing much to say, but it's a very simple, fun, cozy, uh, bright song. And it's just a reminder that, yep, it's okay to just do nothing, even though we feel all this pressure to do stuff during quarantine. All right, let's take a listen to Kate Bollinger, Feel Like Doing Nothing. chill song and i fully agree with his message feel like doing yeah. nothing <laughs> i feel like yeah, that all the it's time just relax- yeah it's super relaxing and a very digestible song and just listen to in the background maybe to get some inspiration to read a book and just you know hang out it's it's also a very uh bright and light song which i appreciate yeah it's really soothing i really like that a lot for my soothing sound i chose a bill callahan track that's actually a cover of an, a song he had written previously. It's called Let's Move to the Country. I think we're, we're both picking songs that are like really like, I think initially like the titles say it all. 
Yep. <laughs> Feel like doing nothing. Let's move to the country. Uh, <laughs> straight, straight shooters. I appreciate it. There actually aren't that many lyrics in the song. It's pretty much the same, like four lines repeated. And um, it's from Gold Records. So he's releasing a new, very acoustic paired back album, which is pretty much how he rolls these days on September 4th, which is, is out now if you're listening to this on the 13th. And uh, it's a new arrangement of an old song. So Bill wrote this for his old band, which was called Smog. And this is kind of a new arrangement of that, kind of more, a little more pared down. But the sentiment's still the same, and it's pretty much exactly what you read in the box. Let's move to the country. Let's, let's hear all about it. Bill Callahan, let's move to the country. My travels are over. My travels are through. So it's in his very conversational style. Some of the lyrics are just sort of spoken, um, but it's really relaxed. It. It's really relaxed, and I've been feeling a lot like I want to move to the country these days. So it kind of feels Same. like a, it feels like a mantra in that way. Yeah, it's very easy. It's just like you're flowing down a river in a, one of those little where are those things lazy river. That's what. It, yeah, you like know, a, you're just like, floating like, along. Yeah, like a float. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a yeah. great way of describing it. There are other really cozy songs on the album. I really like the song Breakfast, which is just describes it's really a relationship falling apart, which is why I didn't pick it, because there's that subtext. <laughs> that's not so cozy. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> he ends with just saying, Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> me too, Bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it just it's right to the point. Gotta love it. <laughs> Doesn't mince words. I think it's beautiful. So those are our soothing sounds. Um, and we're lighting up a fresh new candle for our first episode back. And it's on theme. It's an autumn equinox candle. Tell us all about it, Julian. Yeah, I was searching for an autumn equinox candle. And it was hard to find one that was just strictly made for that. So this is from Formula, sorry, Formulary 55. And it's an 11 ounce black glass jar with a beautiful beetle etched into the side and when i actually when i got the candle i also found that uh the moon sequence was etched into the back as well and it's a really beautiful black jar Wh- which beetle is it paul ringo john george <laughs> the whole crew all the beetles <laughs> so um but this beat yeah this beetle it's it's beautifully drawn so but it's hard to, it's kind of hard to see because it's black so yeah so that's nice it's a small detail and the scent is smoky, deep, and earthy. The fleeting top lavender notes mixed with middle and base notes of earthy amber, burnt tea leaves, lemon, orange, and cedarwood. And the shipping was really quick. I got it within, I believe, like four days. And it also sent me a free uh, foot soak. So that was nice then, but I don't know what I'm, I'm going to soak my feet like i don't really have tubs just for my feet so i don't have a takeout box i'll put it in i don't know what i'm gonna do but i look forward to soaking my feet but back to the candle it's a very light scent when i first got it i thought it was gonna be super strong but to be honest you really kind of have to be close to it to give it a good whiff but the, yeah the, the scent smells really nice i think i smell mostly the amber but that's always true for those kind of candles because amber is such a strong scent yeah that's how I prefer uh, it typically I, anyway. I mean, I, if there's earthy amber in the scent, I typically enjoy it. 
Yeah. Oh no, it, it's great. I think it, I think it's lovely. I think it'd be a hint stronger, but I definitely give it a full wick. All right. Well, I will second that wick even sight or smell unsniffed. So that's two wicks for Autumn Equinox Candle from Formulary 55. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's a perfect thing to put on your uh, Mobin altar. Sorry. Um, <laughs> wait, is that what has, how do you say it? Maybon. Maybon. It's the perfect <laughs> thing to put on your Maybon altar. Your Maban altar. Maban. <laughs> like, like, to me, I think of a Cinnabon <laughs> when it said that. Yeah, way. I don't know that that who came up with that. It's definitely Maban. So that does it for our first episode back, Jillian. I missed you. I'm glad we're we're back in the business here of of making yeah. episodes. Um, you can always check us out on Patreon if you'd like to directly support the show. It helps pay for candles, and you can even get some cool little um, swag with your patronage, including um, a all things cozy stickers or a magnet, and definitely a personalized note from from the both of us thanking you for joining our Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can join at any level. And if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. Thank you for all of your support. In the spirit of thanks, we also have a few shout outs we'd like to close with. First of all, a big thanks to SWSW for your lovely and thoughtful five-star review. SWSW wrote, this podcast is just what I needed during quarantine. I started listening to this podcast just in the past couple of months. And it is exactly what I needed during this weird time of staying home a lot. I love listening to the hosts and sometimes guests talk about cozy places, books, activities, food, practices, etc. And appreciate the thoughtfulness of their discussions around things like the connections between coziness and self-care or coziness and community. Thanks, Julian and Matt. Well, thank you, SWSW, yeah. for your, your really thoughtful review. Uh, love to see it. Also, thank you to Andy Gale, who left another five-star review. We're, we're reveling in the in riches on our return. <laughs> Um, who wrote, I thought I was the only one. I have found my people, blanketed, snuggly, sigh of relief. I love that. Yeah. And contributes a thought, have we researched hobbits? Um, Andy continues to write, I'm obsessed with hobbits and their commitment to cozy, suggested reading Noble Smith's The Wisdom of the Shire. They just started, they wrote this review, started listening only 30 minutes ago and may have covered such subjects. Um, we do, I, as you listen, you'll learn, I do love Lord of the Rings and bring that up um, probably mm-hmm. too much. But I love the idea of the wisdom of the Shire. So I think you may have just inspired a future episode. So thank you, Andy. Yeah, Um, thank you. We are extremely happy to be your snuggly sigh of relief. Such a great way of saying it. Also, thank you to Spencer for sending us kind messages and recommending a mail order pierogi place in LA. Um, Jillian got your message and sent it straight to me. And I'm like, I need my pierogi. So thank you for the hot tip. Mm-hmm. Your delicious advice will be heated. <laughs> um, and as always, thank you to Norma G for sending us lots of cozy recipes during the hiatus. Yeah, so many good ones. So it's always a little joy when we find a new recipe in our inbox. And thank you to Mark for comp- continuing to play and beat me at Words with Friends. I always look forward to it. It's one of the first things I do in the morning. Also, thank you to everyone who has kept the Facebook group going. And if I missed you, I apologize. But uh, for now, we have Kate, Gretchen, Eric, Gina, Art, Charlotte, Andrea, Juliet, Crystal, Alonzo, and Susan. You've all posted during this hiatus, and we really appreciate it. The group has so many cool things going on. We love everyone who posts in it. So join the group if you haven't already. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's and always then, a really awesome post uh, and something I've never heard about before that's 
insanely cozy. So if you haven't joined our Facebook group, go ahead and do that. It's a, it's a, it's a great community. For sure. And last but not least, thank you, Kate, for donating to the Stray Cat Alliance in honor of my cats, Reese's and Snickers. That was really thoughtful of you and it goes to a great cause. Yeah. And they didn't win this year, but we'll get them next year. Yeah, <laughs> we will. <laughs> we are going to get Jillian's cats on a calendar. Mark my words. <laughs> Again, thank you all for listening. Your support is so, so appreciated. We couldn't do this without you. We'll be back in your ears next week with another brand new episode. We're back in business. Really glad that we're back to a regular release schedule. If you want to keep up with us, we're at All Things Cozy Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. Until then, stay, stay cozy. cozy.